You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Welcome to Robert Land. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Robert Land, your favorite comedy theme park podcast. And I'm your host, Robert Thompson, comedian, musician, philanthropist, theme park enthusiast. What up, everybody? Hope everyone's doing all right out there, staying safe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm actually wearing a plastic bag over my face at all times to just double up the mask plastic bag. I may not be able to breathe, but I will be safe from everything, <laughs> including oxygen. But, uh, you know, that's what happens uh, in, uh, in the IE dog, Inland Empire, where I'm from. Yo, get with it. If you, know what the, if you don't know what the Inland Empire is, David Lynch made a movie about it. Get with it. <laughs> Anyways, theme parks. Uh, I'm excited, guys. Um, it's been a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, been a very rough time for a lot of people, but it looks like theme parks will eventually reopen someday. I don't know. It's a process. I got chicken from Nazis Chicken today. It was kind of magical. Um, it was like a go. It was a literal ghost town. Um, but yeah, Dis- Disney Shanghai is open. Um, uh, Six Flags will be open soon. Uh, it's a process, so we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's neat that they're doing the temp checks when people enter the parks. It's it's going to be an interesting process. There's a lot of, a lot of guinea pigging going on. Um, but this episode is an exciting one. I've got my buddies, Mr. Matt Lindbad. Bla- Matt Lindbad. Matt Sinbad. <laughs> uh, Matt Lindblad. Uh, Russell Dixon. Anthony Barrow. They're all from a band I went on tour with almost a decade ago, New Year's Day. They were in New Year's Day uh, for a long time, um, some shorter than others. But we went on a pretty memorable tour. A ton of problems, but a life experience I'll never forget. Uh, I mean, at one point we are in a U-Haul. It's was a blast though and i have very fond memories of riding the spongebob roller coaster with these dudes at the mall of america uh being on tour i remember gas station bathrooms being a blessing it's it's life experience i think everyone should uh definitely definitely take part in um and you know it's exciting we have these dudes we recount a lot of fun tour stories and they all have a lot to do with theme parks. Some of them worked at theme parks, work at theme parks. Uh, you know, the band that they're in had a lot of uh, correlation with, like, Disneyland themes. Um, you know, some of them met because of Disneyland or not Scary Farm or whatever. So it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, 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 Dis- the theme parks have played a role in these dudes' uh, lives. And uh, that's why it's just such a fitting episode. And we get to talk more about... Uh, you know, what it was like to tour on Warp Tour in 2011. Uh, but uh, before we get to me and the boys, um, I'm going to share my favorite segment, Theme Park Memories, uh, where you guys submit your uh, theme park memories. And this one 
uh, we got another special guest, and let's just say he may have wrote a song that rhymes with chocolate rain. Enjoy your theme park memories. Theme park memories. Yeah, I like to go to all the theme parks over there in Minnesota. I uh, like to also drink soda while I'm at the amusement parks uh, because I'm in Minnesota. But uh, when I'm drinking the soda, it's got to be a mini soda. You get what I'm saying? All right. Have a good day. Theme park memories. Sometimes when I go to Legoland with the kids, I like to pretend like I'm a Lego. I just stand still for hours, not drinking or eating or planking. The kids will be crying and hollering, Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa's dead. Someone help. And I play along, and then at one point I go, Boo! I ain't dead, I'm a Lego man. Theme park memories. I won an essay contest for a new ride called Space Shuttle America at Six Flags Great America. I was in sixth grade, this was 1994. You won and you got a scholarship to space camp. Now back then they had two space camps, so I went down to Space Camp Florida. And I was a bad kid because I was really, you know, really strict parents at home. So you let me out with a bunch of kids. I'm just a wild child. I'm there in the cafeteria, you know, where you like, everyone did this as a kid, where you like mix all the different soda drinks and, and see how they taste. And I was just wild. And they tape part of what you do as like the final exercise at space camp where you're running a real fake, uh, fake but kind of real in the context, space shuttle mission. And so I'm there in mission control of the computer and I'm just swearing up a storm because I was a big Star Trek fan and I assumed that all you do on, in a bridge or command situation, you go, damn it, damn it, shit, damn it, damn it. <laughs> and it was funny. So I didn't realize that they would mail a tape to my parents of just like specifically me and my space camp experience so <laughs> I remember it didn't come till the next school year like I was starting seventh grade and fortunately I got home by myself and I intercepted the tape in the mail and I was watching through it and there it goes like there I am in mission control by damn it damn it shit and so I was this conniving look at I took a little magnet this VHS tape, I opened it up and I took refrigerator magnets and ran over and like erased the part of the tape where I was swearing and I'm like, oh God, thank God. So now my parents were like, and then it's just like these weird white lines come across the screen and hide the fact that I was a bad kid at space camp. But for the essay contest, they invited everybody back for like an after party at Six Flags Great America. So I'm there with all these kids who won the escape and got the scholarship and all their parents from all over the state of Illinois. <laughs> and they start playing this clip because they had a different copy of me in the, like doing the command and like in, in mission control for the space shuttle. And I'm like this 12 year old kid and I'm just like, and, and it's just like comes up right to the part where I know it's coming to like, I feel like I'm about to die. Like my heart is like all over them. Like, oh my God, my mom and dad are gonna hear that I'm bad. <laughs> Fortunately, they cut. They cut the clip of me in Mission Control like right before. I know I was like, shit, damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's uh, that's my theme park story. <laughs> but uh, Space Shuttle America, it, it really, I, it wasn't that much of a ride. I don't know if anybody got a chance to ride it back in the nineties, but uh, it kind of, uh, it was just these seats, these kind of, move, you know, where they have like the moving theater seats, so they move a little bit and uh, kind of go through this virtual. Uh, fake space shuttle mission where it's firing lasers at asteroids and all types of things that aren't real. It wasn't scientifically accurate, but I did get a free ride to space camp out of it. So, hey, yeah, 
Uh, thanks, Six Flags. Uh, what is it, 26 years later? <laughs> That's my theme park story. Theme park memories. Wow, thank you, Tay Zunday, and everyone else that submitted their theme park memories. Oh, man, that real, that just tugs my heartstrings, all them theme park stories. Uh, well, here it is, your theme park minute with Zach Hillman. This is Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. Voyager? I hardly know her. From 1965 to 1967, the lagoon near Disneyland's submarine voyage featured female actors portraying mermaids. They would sunbathe and perform synchronized swimming routines and also avoid the groping arms of lascivious men walking the thoroughfare. Disney ultimately eliminated the position because of constant complaints about the high levels of chlorine in the water and the noxious diesel fumes from the submarines. Perhaps most insulting of all, they paid these little mermaids and gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Not a good look. Wow, bet you didn't know that, did you? Well, here I am with me, Anthony, Russ, and Matt! What's up, guys? Yo, what's up, Hey, Man, this is special, uh, and I really appreciate you guys, uh... We, it took us a few years to put this together, but it finally happened. And uh, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, we, we've had we've had some experiences together, and uh, we all have uh, a fondness or a lot to do with theme parks. So this is kind of perfect, guys. That's very true. It really is. Um, but yeah, so I I, I wanted to like uh, preface um, this. Uh, hold on one second. Um, with uh with a giant speech no um i, I was just <laughs> no hold on a second um hold on dang it shucks this is how this is how professionals do it fellas um dang it i was gonna play some stupid audio and uh, over my television um anyways how are you guys taking quarantine how are you guys doing during all this craziness pretty good i mean it is quarantine, but it's it's good. <laughs> what are we on? Week six? Is week this the six. end of week six? Or I lost count. I think we're about to start our seventh week of work from home, if I'm correct, Dang. Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know. Like at this point, weekends don't really exist. They're just days where I don't work. It's it's weird when you like bring your work and you work at home. All the days yeah. just blend into each other. Like, oh, what day is it? I literally don't know what day it is most of the time. And then when it's the weekend, I'm like, I it's hard for me to like not work. Like, I'm just used to like casually walking to my desk and like get some work done. Now it's like, <laughs> how do you, how do you stop? Yeah. And and you got did you guys work from home ever prior to this? You probably had to do some stuff, but not all the time, right? Very rare. Very was, rare. Yeah. Russell, you did some. You, were able to like take some stuff home and like work mm-hmm. on it if you had like if you were sick or something but like i haven't really set this up yet and i've done plenty of like side work from home but not this actual work work until now yeah, yeah for me it's yeah. been different because both my jobs depend on uh theme parks so i'm at knots and at disney and um so it's like i don't really have anything to do now because there's a good chance we won't open till next year so um, I'm yeah. just doing, doing grad school, that, which is keeping me busy, but 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I'm just glad that you guys are all in good health and, you know, no, it's, it's just such a, a tidal wave of like, just, uh, you know, it, it really put the world upside down. So it's kind of, I'm just glad that you guys are, you know, you have jobs, you have something going on. I mean, Disney, uh, that that's that was one of the questions I had for you because you you work for Disney and Knotts, um, and I remember the other day you posted something about uh, like I bet you anything that it's going to be clo- closed until twenty twenty one. Yeah. And so, um, what do you know about like it opening? Like, do you think it's going to open in January twenty twenty one, or is it just kind of all up in the air? Like from um, what you know, I think from. What I can conclude is that it'll be it'll definitely be next year is my my best guess. Um, I think it'll be maybe even into like February and March. That's just my kind of yeah. you know what I've come up with. But I mean, here's the thing about both parks. Uh, it's not like a job where you're at Ralph's or you're at um, you know a local food spot. We're getting guests from all over the world, and so yeah. even if it's contained here in the U.S., there's no real. Um, like way to kind of filter that out of, hey, you're coming from a, a foreign country that we don't know what the situation is like over there as a cast member just standing at the gate. And so it's like, how do we, um, you know, how do we operate in a way that's fair to not only the guests so they can come and enjoy our attractions, but also in a way that um, is fair to all the cast members? Because we have 30,000 cast members at Disneyland. And so, um, you know, just and, a, and a lot of them just are... just at Disneyland? Are, yeah, just at Disney, just on property at Disney. Wow. And so, um, like, my hotel alone, um, I'm the bell captain at the Grand California Hotel. So um, we have a lot of guys that are are older. There's, you know, a lot of kind of 60s and plus uh, bellmen. Yeah. And so it's like they're kind of in that range of um, the most impacted. So it becomes kind of a challenge. Um, what I do think will happen is they'll open up and kind of have a scaled-down version of Disney, unfortunately. Um, but that'll mm-hmm. at least let people get in and ride the attractions and um, that kind of thing. But like parades, I don't think would would necessarily happen right away. Um, things like bell services, is, it, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of a luxury to have other people carrying your bags for you. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of role will be impacted as well. But in terms of a, a bare bones operation, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably like early next year is my best guess. So. Yeah, I could I could picture that because there's just so much to take into account with like all of those things. I mean, you you don't think most people don't think about how much is going on at those parks at once. Like like you know you forget that there's the hotels, especially if you're not staying in them sometimes. So like yeah, there's so much to take into account and and uh, like a lot of people being furloughed right right now. Yeah. And so like. Yeah, that's just a big operation, and I can't see it being open because there's some people that truly believe things will be all open, and you know, May fifteenth, the world's going to be back to normal. Like they think, it, you know, let's <laughs> they it, it's going to take go to time. The yeah, yeah oh, I well, wish. Yeah, I, I, dude, I do too, and I, I, that's the thing that makes me like, I was very, if it was going to open, like, say, if it opened June first. Like I would definitely be one of those shameful, <laughs> shameless. Like I would go, I would go wear a mask. I would. I mean, I'm already working in the public anyway, so I would be like, I'd be one of those people that doesn't post pictures because I. Yeah, it would be so weird though, because they'd probably do like a temp check when you go into the gates. That, that's you know? what I, like, I heard they were doing that in Shanghai, right? Is that true? Yeah, or? that's that's the word. 
<laughs> That's oh, so is Shanghai? Is there a Disney park open right now? Is Shanghai open? Yeah, they're trying to do a kind of a soft opening of Shanghai at the moment. But the thing about Shanghai is it's a it's owned by um, a different company, so it's actually I, I'm pretty sure it's just licensed. So there's like a mm. licensing agreement. So it's mm-hmm. it's under a different operation. Um, and I think they've been a lot further removed cause they, they had that wave of it first. And so yeah. they had a extreme lockdown, um, kind of precautions and things like that just because of their government and, and how it's operated. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they were fortunate for that <laughs> because it's like people couldn't just be out at the beach and, and all willy nilly. Um, they, they took care of it, you know, fairly decently, but, um, but yeah, it seems like they're trying to do an opening of it. We'll see how that actually goes because um i i can't picture it necessarily working out here just in just in like it takes a whole like army of people at the gate to be able to pull that off just because there's so many people at disney you know as guests so um yeah yeah it'd be interesting i mean they implemented some really cool reservation stuff you know especially with the new star wars like there's all these new systems that they have that i feel like will be the new norm the new you'll have to reserve your day and they'll have a certain capacity or at least at first like yeah they're gonna have to like slowly open there's no way that they're just gonna like may 15th open the open the gates and everyone's just back to normal i feel like a lot of big places like theme parks and sporting events they're gonna have to like really slowly get this machine working again yeah 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 they can't they can't just open yeah they can't you know like jaws it and just like risk all that <laughs> stuff you know like they they can't be like a spring break in Georgia right now, you know. Like they don't want to. <laughs> right. Do- <laughs> but, oh man. No, yeah. it's just it is it is trippy because there is a lot of theme park uh, like developments this year with like especially the Disney parks. I mean, dude, there was so much stuff going on uh, at Disney uh, California Adventure. They had the Avengers Campus opening. Um, there's uh, you know all the stuff. D- Disney World's 50th anniversary is next year. Um, you know, Shanghai. I wonder how much of that has to stop, though. You know, like, yeah, that's if they're trying to keep the public out, that's fine. But like, are people still at the park? Like, Matt, do you know of like, are there people still yeah. working either security or maintenance or anything like that, or like, you know, construction? Are they still working on that stuff? They, uh, I think they halted construction. I think it was two or three weeks ago for Avengers oh. Campus, as far as I know. Um, but. Yeah, I think some of those projects still can happen, but they're trying to be smart about it because, I mean, in reality, Disney's a business. So um, I think that's part of the the cautionary um, way they're going about it is it's like if they had like a cast member die or someone working on construction uh, die because of this thing, like that would be even more... <laughs> Right, right. Of a dark cloud over it. So, um, I think that's that's really the challenge, especially with um, you know, with theme parks out here. It's like, like you said, Avengers Campus. I mean, that's a huge opening that was supposed to open this summer. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do, especially if they don't open until next year. Um, you know how they, because it it impacts everything really. It impacts the marketing of it. Um, it impacts you know the construction, all that kind of stuff, and. Disney's smart. I mean, they have their plans like five, ten years out with Imagineering and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and sometimes even further than that. So it impacts the whole operation, not necessarily just guests coming in, but um, also behind the scenes as well. So I wonder, like, go- like going forward, what kind of impact it'll have on the Imagineering of new rides. Like, do you think they're going to start thinking of like making sure people are more spread out in the in the ride itself? And right, 
it's going to probably That's, change the creative side that way too. Yeah. It's wild. Like, are they going to make Splash Mountain be like a solo ride? Like, do you go <laughs> on your own? So sweet, I feel it's like going to be like Disney World where you're sitting. Uh, yeah, there's no, yeah, side by side. It's going to like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like our Matterhorn, how they got rid of the lap sitting, you know? Dude, that was uh, perfect for first dates. Are you kidding me? Dude, I didn't so know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh, oh, you thinking Matterhorn? Or? Yeah, so, Matterhorn. do you want to go on Matterhorn again? <laughs> it's my favorite ride. <laughs> Man. I feel like it's life-threatening being on Matterhorn. Like, I feel like Larry H. Parker needs to be hit up immediately. Every I time always feel it. like I'm going to die on that ride. It's I like, always feel like yeah. it's just going to end. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's a rough one. Go. And I love the uh, that they've the updates to the to the snowman, the bombable snowman. He looks like a like a thirty five year old like death metal like <laughs> fanatic from. He's just like headbanging, and it looks so crazy. I, I love the strobes and all that. <laughs> yeah, it's so great, man. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean, there's 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 plenty of uh, of, of theme park stuff. I, I you know I've already probably done an intro on this episode to you guys, but. Uh, we we have gone through a few things uh, together. We went to uh, uh, you know in 2011. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this. There was you guys were all in New Year's Day, uh, a rock band still going right now. But at the time, it was like a pretty uh, uh, like big tour that we all went on, and it was when you guys had come out of like uh, you know a crazy hole. You had all you had to get your rights back. Put the band back together, new additions, new album, new EP, a music video that I got to be in. And I thought it was great because you had a big conceptual thing with the band. And uh, you had asked me and some of the other characters in the video to go on tour. And I, uh, you know, was the only one that could do it. But that w- that whole trip was pro- it's probably one of the best experiences of my life easily. Like I I'd done a podcast recently where I. I I didn't get sometimes I'll do these podcasts and I'm like, oh, I didn't really get to say what I really <laughs> meant because I'm like, <laughs> the t- warp tour is not just it's not a party like for it's unless you're like at the top of it, like I guess, but like it's a lot of hard work and you got to be determined. But I, I, I loved every minute of of that experience. And, uh, you know, we got to actually ride rides <laughs> on the tour that's right uh, i mean the, the it, van alone was a ride mall america mall of america was that mall of america yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so but yeah we had a lot of van troubles you're in a u-haul at one point but it's oh, like geez. um yeah I, I think that's tour dude that's literally what yeah. tour is it's like it's you know not a not a lot of glam you know a band at our level at that time warp tour was like like you said dude it was rough and we had to we did some warp tours in a van and it's it's murder, you know, and the bands that are at the <laughs> higher level that are getting a bigger guarantee that can afford a, a bus and all that. It's it's nice for them. But at our level, when, when you were with us, it was it was rough. Like you you pretty much went zero to 100. You went to the boss level of a tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I but I uh, what was great about it is it kind of uh, helped push me uh, into uh, like survival mode of just being silly because i was just riffing all the time in that van with you guys dude and there's, there's a lot of, it's true. A lot of <laughs> funny situations we're never on. gonna forget that tour you gotta realize that yeah. like for you know me and russ and, and matt we, we put in years in that band and <laughs> yeah countless tours and we can i could probably speak for all of us where i say that tour was definitely one of our favorites and yeah. you personally made that happen i feel like having your comedy 
there to break up all the other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is how we survived. Yeah. Oh, you know? that, that means a lot. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I probably, uh, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, it was perfect situations for, for me to, to be silly with. Like, we stayed with a really nice gentleman, the awesome guy that Matt went backpacking with in Minnesota. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he was the sweet, what's his name again? I feel bad. Randy. Randy. Randy was, a, like, very welcoming guy. And, like, when you're on tour for weeks at a time, you're not home, you're, you're, you haven't been in a house, you know, like, very i was very we're all, all gracious for people letting us stay at the place but he was a really nice guy so i kind of like you know joking uh made scenarios with a lot of these people a lot of hypothetical scenarios where like he was more giving like hey guys but you could uh, here's five bucks or whatever because he had like all this stuff out for us right the bathroom yeah had, like, towelettes <laughs> yeah it was, it was wild because we had just come in from uh that was in minneapolis and so we had just come in from minneapolis warp tour and it was dude. like crazy stormy. I don't know if you guys remember that, but like, I just remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, we were driving. It was like a tornado was yeah. coming it was or like something. It's the first like, time I think I ever heard a tornado siren in my life. <laughs> we're leaving Warp Tour, and they're literally blasting a tornado siren. Yeah, yeah, and like as as we're pulling out of the parking lot, there's like lightning bolts like hitting in the background. Like it was just it felt post apocalyptic almost. And I, and I think so was that, that we're was our last like, show. Yeah. That was right? our last it was a, Warped What Tour a way show. to end with yeah. just a, apocalypse now going on in the back. <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. So we we driving through the rain, this crazy storm. We finally get there, and it was like we had hit this like oasis or something like that in this in the middle of the storm. And we walk in, and Randy's got like yeah like moist towelettes laid out, and like his whole kitchen, all the countertops are covered with like snacks that we're allowed to have. And it was like first off, Matt, I think you need to explain to the listeners who randy really is yes. oh yeah so yeah because <laughs> so, let, let me preface hospitality. Yeah, let me preface it a little bit so i i uh, backpacked through europe for about a month with uh my friend jen and we met this couple uh randy and beth super sweet people like some of the nicest humans i've ever met and so on this trip he's like hey so uh what do you do for work i'm like oh i play music playing bands he's like oh cool he's like have you heard of captain morgan like like the, <laughs> the drink He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm Captain Morgan, and I, I was just like, okay, what? Like, what do you mean you're Captain Morgan? He's like, I travel the world dressed as Captain Morgan. That's my job. <laughs> oh my god. And so here am I, like, here, you know, here I am, like, hanging out with Captain Morgan all through Europe. And so then I like was telling the band, I'm like, dude, we're going to hang out at, like Captain Morgan's house and this whole bit. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? So, yeah. So Captain Morgan, we stayed at his house. There's a amazing tradition, New Year's Day tradition that started from that, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. while we were there, and you know, Captain Morgan is taking care of us. Sorry, Robert. We can get back to the, no, the, no. the, the punchline of this, but like this is yeah, like yeah. one of our favorite fucking stories is we got a belt from Captain Morgan, like That's a right. like a wrestling championship I, I think he like, won it like he won like a captain morgan like pose off for all because there was multiple captain morgans or something right yeah am i am i right about that like i think it's like by yeah. region by region in the u.s or something like that something yeah. weird and so he gives us this belt right he gave it to he gave it to us yeah oh yeah and we created this new contest tradition with all the bands that we were touring with uh on our tour home so we left warp tour at at that point and we hopped on a tour to get home 
with a band called The Material and The Good Night Sunrise. Good Night Sunrise. Yeah. They changed to The Good Night. Anyway, we <laughs> we came up with this contest: which band could do the best Captain Morgan pose during their set. So every night we'd all be like watching all the other bands, and like halfway through a song or halfway through a set, they would all like do the Captain Morgan pose, and whoever did the best Captain Morgan pose as a band got to keep the belt for that night. <laughs> That's so <laughs> awesome. And it was so fun because I really think that brought us together. I kind of, you know, at, in any tour, you need to bond a little bit. And I feel like that oh, yeah. out a lot. Yeah, that was such a, like, heavenly uh, time, like, getting to Minnesota and just, like, I remember, uh, did he have the boxer? Didn't he have a boxer? Yeah, 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 the boxer. Y- yeah, like, just seeing a dog, you know, that's oh. not, like, some dude's dreads dog that he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that he... uh stole the pickup chicks and warped to her or whatever like it was that nice sleeps, to be that in sleeps a house. next to his shotgun on the floor <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh wait wasn't there a band that had a, a, a dude to walk his little dog yeah it was yeah. uh who was it oh was wasn't a it hardcore metal band um yeah but they, they had a very aggressive kind of stage presence but he was a sweetheart out off stage because his presence on stage would be like, I want you all to kill each other. Make oh. sure everyone's dead. Yeah. Uh, the Acacia Strain. Yeah. Acacia yeah, the Acacia Strain. strain. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we bring hate, but not real hate. Yeah, don't like, hate each other. Something... <laughs> yeah. yeah, hate everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But he, but offstage, he had like a little dog, like a little foo-foo dog that he'd walk named like, you know, Sweetheart or something. But on st- And it was adorable. But on stage, you'd be like, you know, and yeah. just... This is this is literally giving me flashbacks. I'm going to piggyback off of what Anthony said. Like that tour, out of all the tours we did, I mean, we went through so much together with that. Like with just yeah all the chaos that happened. But thinking back to that tour, like the one night where you basically kind of instead of reading us like a bedtime story, you basically <laughs> rehearsed your future stand-up bits like we we got to be we were literally on the ground floor of your stand-up routine while you were practicing it and like that night in arizona like i'll never forget where i was i was in arizona i was at some random person's house to let us stay there and you talked to us for like two hours straight you were doing this bit in this character this character and the entire time it it, it was a job interview for togos or something and like yeah oh dude (laughs) And the, the punchline took like hours to get to, but when yeah. you hit it, we were like in tears for like twenty oh, minutes. Dude, I, yeah, that those the Gerald's character, I just like go <laughs> Gerald, on and dude. on and on with, and it always it always get to some really ridiculous point, which is what I mean. That you're right though, like looking back at that tour, it actually, uh, yeah, a lot of the stems from like bits I do now or right now, it like came from that tour, uh, and. Yeah, it's so funny to think about. Yeah, like because I've been doing like uh, uh, faux roast battles on the podcast, or fo- like uh, so I'll have people read things and I write it, and it gets more and more absurd, and it always ends with yeah, something like uh, I'll think you'd be a great employee here at Domino's Pizza, <laughs> awesome. yeah, yeah. Daryl Pumpkin. Yeah, those man, oh my god, dude. We just yeah. erupted in laughter. Like, as well, we were laughing the whole time, but as soon at the end when you're like. And that's why I feel like I'd make a great employee here at Togo. <laughs> we just all like got Dude, up like, and we're lost. shouting and like, laughter, like crying. I'm like, oh my God, it was a job interview the whole time. Yeah. Oh. 
It's funny yeah, too because like at that point in the tour, like n- not much had gone wrong. We we're just like, all right, you know, this is gonna be a good yeah. time and all that stuff. And then it was just freaking chaos after that. Oh, dude, I think we yeah, paved there's... over. We paved over Randy though. I want you to get back to that. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh sorry. yeah. So Randy, Randy is a very giving guy, very nice guy, and he, you know, I was riffing off that where he had a guitar. And I was joking, we're like, if he was just touchy about his guitar for some reason, you know, like, yeah, guys, you can lay in my, my bed or, you know, speak in French to my wife, whatever, you know, but but with the guitar, I, I thought it'd be hilarious if he's like, just remember, don't touch my Fudging. guitar. <laughs> and it's like then, the one uh, item. Yeah, judo chop, where he does like a karate move to... Go ahead and help, help yourself to some Captain Morgan. We got some snacks. We got uh, some chips over here. Just uh, don't touch my fudging guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was Jake or someone got the urge because they saw his guitar. And I think Jake was was like uh, like riffing on it. I really don't think the guy would care at all because it was in no, the yeah. guest room. It was funny because yeah, he he actually I think he actually did say. But if you guys don't mind, like please oh, don't touch my guitar. Yeah. It? I think that's oh, why. Wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. We, yeah, because we were like, he had like a nice, like I think it's like a Martin or something down there, and you know he's like, hey, I'm glad to have you guys stay here, but like if you don't mind, you know that's like my grandpa's, or it was something like just yeah. so so sweet, like just the sweetest dude, and so we just built it up to be something that it totally wasn't, just as a, as a hey guys. Yeah, he hears like the strumming of the guitar in his room. He like gets up out of bed. Like, Someone touched my fudging guitar, and he just like busts through the door. Judo chop, and he does with like the, a with the chop. Captain Morgan belt in hand. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna yeah. mess with the champ, oh, dude. Man. That'd be amazing. So he the the next day, I think because we, we stayed one night at his place, and the next yeah. day we went to the Mall of America. Oh God, yeah, um, which is massive. I mean, that goes without saying, but like. We rode a SpongeBob roller coaster, which yes. was so yeah. much fun. And I think people had tried some of the Captain Morgan <laughs> that day. <laughs> so it probably made it extra special. But yeah, it was like they have a mini amusement park in the middle of the mall, right? It's kind of in the mm-hmm. center of the mall. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I remember we went on the SpongeBob ride, uh, which was fun. I don't know if you guys remember anything from that. I, I just remember. Uh, People people had some drinks and I had four different items from four different fast food places <laughs> in the food court. And that well, was another is, running thing. Yeah. I ate a lot. Dude, Captain uh, Morgan tattoo or private stock? Which it was, one was it? It Rebel? was the tattoo, man. It's that that good uh like the really dark bottle. Yeah, I think it was tattoo. Yeah, and I it, think and it was like like dangerously smooth. Us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were kind of like stoked on that <laughs> that new bottle. We're like, oh yeah. So uh, you don't. There's not a lot back. of wins. Not a lot of wins like that on tour. When someone gives you a, a free bottle of, of yeah, that any kind of like reach out or you know handout. Oh, know, totally. Around, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially, I mean, it was it was equivalent to the reach around. It was really very nice of him. It was <laughs> it was at a is at a point where like we, we you needed that kind of relief because you just we just got off warp tour and. Uh, the net was it the day after the SpongeBob coaster? Was that that day? Was that the night? Was that when you guys had a show that was like yeah, this, as in Fargo, the huge one, yeah, yeah Fargo, North, Dude. North oh, Dakota, yeah, that's the radio festival. That's with the guy that I think he was like, oh, you guys have the real female human girl in your band. Yes, yeah. there's so many yeah, very, stories of that too. Um, very interesting fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I've still show. I've been looking for photos from that because I think that's the biggest show I've ever played. That was twenty five hundred people. 
Wow, was remember it? That. Yeah, for that radio festival. Because yeah. it was us, yeah, it was... Hollywood and Dead, and All That Remains. Dude, like I literally, I remember everything from that tour, but I, I remember playing a bigger show. I don't remember that though. There's definitely some pictures lying around of like people. I remember only because there's this amazing photo of this other guy from another band who looked exactly like Jake. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They were twins, like bleach blonde surfer dude, straight hair. Like I remember snapping a picture of that. That's like one of the only visuals I have from that. But huh. I felt like another planet being in Fargo. I mean, most states oh, yeah. are you know very, very different from where we're from, which is California, but Fargo in particular. <laughs> yeah, North Dakota. It, totally. I you know and and so I, I was doing you know, I was doing merch, which is insane to think I'm one of the most uh unorganized people when it comes to a lot of things but yeah which is nuts because uh i appreciate all of you guys for the the help and the patience on that tour and you know i didn't get a like i kind of was just doing what i could but i remember uh getting kind of getting a groove um you know i probably wasn't anywhere close to danny would probably killed it uh as, <laughs> as a merch guy but i had a lot of fun but i remember talking to some of the, the people and it seemed like Everyone in North Dakota was like open for anything. That was the one thing that was very noticeable about the difference of tone from like people. They were just like, because there's some dude that was, you know, big, like burly, bald guy, and he like had never heard you guys before. And he bought shirts, he bought music. They're just very appreciative, which is, I think, the vibe that the planet is going to have after this. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hope can't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I remember going to the key club or whatever venue tour that was in LA when we got back and it was maybe the last night of tour I don't know what was that the was, last that show was the key that's club. San Diego I that was the key club or oh, oh I, we, the Roxy we played Roxy oh, Roxy yeah oh yeah 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 I remember that and the tone was just totally well that's California that's LA yeah. that's Hollywood and like yeah you know ask anyone in any band that's toured like there's playing shows <laughs> in like LA and then there's playing shows everywhere else I feel like yeah at yeah. least that was my takeaway from touring is like I love California I'll always live here and you know I have a love-hate relationship with LA in general but like once yeah. you get out of here and you play other shows people are like that like those people in Fargo like they most of them will drive like six to eight hours to come watch a show or a concert you know where I, I don't even want to drive 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're so appreciative because bands don't come through that often. And when they do, it's a big deal. You know, they plan yeah. way ahead and they make a big deal out of it. And it's so great when you're in the band and people come out. It's like, oh, we've been we drove 10 hours to get here. We really <laughs> love you guys. It's just like, wow, this is makes all of it worth it. Yeah, I just came from Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I drove 14 days to be here. It, it only takes like a day. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because I, I grew up in Minneapolis and in Toronto, yeah. Canada. And so, like, being back in Minneapolis, it's like, that's right. This is how life is outside of, you know, kind of the bubble of California. Um, like Anthony said, it's like you leave town. It's like, oh, like, your your eyes are kind of open to, like, the rest of the world's kind of attitude. <laughs> or, like, at least yeah. the U.S. is, like, attitude and just, like, you know, they're just happy about abandoned town. And totally. I think we experienced that, like, almost everywhere else. Like, all the warp Tours, it was people coming up and just like stoked that they could talk to, you know, some people they listen to, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I got yeah. made fun of in Minnesota for my voice actually, for the way I talked. And that's actually in my, my act. Uh, and 
it's funny because comedy's like that too. And in a lot of places, like if you do a show in Barstow, it's a big deal, you know. And if you have methamphetamine, it's a big deal in Bar. No, I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no offense to the, everyone who lives in Barstow. I've never seen a house there, but Del Taco's there. And yes. we have a Barstow story, don't we? La Quinta, we do. Fourth a bar July. story. <laughs> Barstow. Robert, you were on that tour, right? You were there. Uh, you? Yeah, it was. I, that's yeah, when it started, man. That was that was like day one. Remember the the van before we even got out of wherever we were supposed to be to start Warp Tour, we died in Barstow. Yeah, yeah. And then remember we had we had once we got it fixed. Remember we had to get go all the way to like oh Kansas City or something. Straight, like we had like no time. Like we were our our van broke down. We needed to be on the road, getting out to Kansas City from California. Yeah. And yep. we were like stranded in Barstow. We stayed at a hotel. <laughs> I think it was on 4th of July. Like I yeah, want to say we like, were shooting off fireworks. Fireworks. That's right. <laughs> and then Jake yeah. and I got uh, like BB guns. We walked oh, up the God. street and got BB yeah. guns. And it was freaking BB gun wars in the hotel room. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. But like literally, it was like the van got fixed and we had to book it. We had to straight up like drive way fast nonstop, just stop yeah. for gas and we barely made it yeah we got there and luckily the warp tour crew was able to push us later in the day but i want to yeah. say we literally drove up to the stage or somewhere yeah. very close we did, yeah we walked our stuff shit, like right onto the stage and played like right away Dude, and yeah. the interesting thing is there was only that was like one of the smallest shows too mm-hmm. so that was interesting to me because it was like we we had started the route in uh i think it was dallas dallas texas and made our way from dallas texas down to ventura warp tour uh pomona all that and then yeah through barstow and back yeah it was like kansas city was way out there and we drove what was it it was like 20 something hours yeah. Oh God, at least I Dude, think because I remember Anthony and I were the only guys driving at night, and yeah, so it was I, I wanted like... to get that. So yeah, this day, there there could literally be like a book on. There is a lot on that tour, and it's amazing. But the fact that the routing was crazy, I think that was one of the first years where they really did a lot with the routing, like as far like weather. It was like weather based, where they wanted to avoid certain things. Apparently, they didn't avoid the hail in Minnesota, but whatever. <laughs> but like, but they, that was crazy because you'd be driving these crazy stretches. And I think you two um, uh, were the only ones that could drive at night, and then Russ could drive. But there's literally th- like three drivers for, and a lot of the driving's at night. So basically, two drivers. Because I didn't yeah. get my driver's license like till yesterday, so like it's <laughs> that was crazy. That was the the hardest part. I feel like for a lot of you know, what's the hardest part of touring is just like those long drives, and it's it's yeah, it's it's hard not to like break down sometimes. Like there's sometimes yeah. where you're just so exhausted from playing a show, you know, and we're not even starting the drive till like two a.m. because of how late the show runs and the loading out and all that stuff, and it's like you're dead tired at 2 a.m. And if it's not your shift, if you're the next shift, which starts at like, I don't know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., that one's just so hard because like you're being woken up in a truck stop. You're in the middle of like your REM sleep and now it's your turn to drive. It's just like, I just want to punch someone. Yeah, (laughs) and that's I think there's always like an anxiety about it too because I love Anthony to death. He's like one of my best buddies. So it's like you you're driving and you're like, I don't want to wake this dude up like, you know, but you're also your eyes are starting to close on themselves and you're just like, 
man it's, it's not safe it's like this weird you have to yeah, yeah it's like this weird like do i want to like piss off my best friend or do i want to keep everyone safe you know and then like i know me when i wake up i'm just like I'm a freaking jerk. <laughs> so it was like the same I, way, reverse. Yeah. I struggled to like keep it cool. You know, it, it's cute and fun when you first first start, but you know, after a couple of weeks of that, where you're like, yeah. screw this, not sleeping, and and that's the thing too. Like, if you're taking first shift and like I'm supposed to sleep and take the next shift, I can't fall asleep. I just played a show. You mm-hmm. know, I'm yeah. jacked. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm awake and I'm not sleeping. Then you really only get like a half hour, hour of sleep. And then you have to drive the next five or so hours. It's like, it's just rough. Yeah, I don't get, miss that. We got to talk <laughs> about that. The setup in that van too, to kind of paint the picture. Oh. Cause we, Oh yeah. <laughs> when we started the tour, it was basically like, Hey, does anyone have like a, a tour van we can borrow or use or whatever? You know, cause we were just scrapping along at that point. So I, I flew up to, where was it? It was like, Sacramento drove the van home and the whole way I'm like I don't know if this is gonna make it across the country in my head. <laughs> I'm like we we bought it for I think it was like two grand so like super cheap and it was a 15 passenger van but like certain seats were missing and then we decided that like there was a center area that was like a blanket fort it was basically kind of the area that like if oh you had God, to sleep right. that was that was the sleep area there was no bed, there was no mattress or anything like that. It was just, you're on the hard van floor with like four blankets and like half a pillow. <laughs> and uh, and so it was just this like weird amalgamation of like, a you know, like leftover food in there and like blankets that were sweaty from someone that wrapped up because it was cold after a show. I apologize so for the leftover gnarly. food. That was kind of my, my thing. <laughs> ten People ten still times. joke about it to this day. Yeah. It's kind of like the running joke of like me hoarding food, but... Yeah. It was good. I I recently, I think I asked Anthony, I was like, what was up with that man? He's like, well, I mean, you guys were hungry at certain points and didn't have food. So, <laughs> so dude, I, I mean, who's who's smarter? I mean, it was awesome. He'd have like a half, half a burger under there from last week. And he's like, oh, cool. It was still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been cooking in the van. It's still good. <laughs> I know. Little did you know you were prepping for the uh, pandemic of 2020. Yeah. You, you, there you go. Exactly. You've, you've got some uh, some of those green burgers from Burger King in there. Uh, uh, remember that? They had those green burgers a few years ago. I think Danny uh, posted about it, but it made your, your poop green. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty pretty beautiful. But, man, yeah, there is, there is so much that we did. There's so much stuff on that tour. And I remember, like... There, there's there's certain points that uh, were were just full of life. Like when I I for, I lost the gas mask in <laughs> Vegas, and I had to get it, uh, one dropped <laughs> off. Yeah, in in Vegas, and so I had to Ooh. grab one. Uh, my mom went to Pomona and like got a gas mask, <laughs> and they like it was this whole ordeal where I had to make it in time for the set. And uh, I remember like sprinting across all of Warp Tour like in a gas mask, which is also a weird. That's, I mean, a gas. I actually wore that gas mask at work the other day to be funny. Um, not the other day, like last month when it was still funny. Like, <laughs> you know, now yeah. it's like different. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then it was like funny to make jokes. Like I made a joke about rationing water and stuff like that when people were starting to hoard water. And now I look back and I'm like, oh man, like, I mean, I hope it didn't sound like one of those protesters right now. But like, I just, you, we're not used to, you know, a pandemic like this. It's not the same. No. But, I it is it is crazy um, 
to think about all the stuff that we did. It was it was definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the the uh, all that the, the hard stuff, but also just like uh, the there is a lot of moments. I remember seeing you guys kill it because that was a big tour for you guys because it was like kind of your first. I mean, you'd done some. Sh- you did Warp Tour maybe a little bit the year before with you know like it was like a transitional thing getting back into it but that was like the first year where you were like a band again and i remember that yeah it was just a massive thing and uh i remember though seeing you guys kill it and in some places that i never thought i was like i think you played like a ymca on the venue on the tour back the oh pop and die tour right it was like all the little all like the a, little kids i remember yeah. that one <laughs> yeah we got tattoos anthony gave out tattoos or what was that we made temporary tattoos of yeah, the mechanical that... heart logo and we were putting them on kids <laughs> that was the so night awesome. that was the breakthrough night too where i want to say afterwards was when all the bands finally broke down with the good good night oh, good night yeah, sunrise right, right. Yeah, and the material yeah, yeah that was that was a good night. That was that was a fun show because we showed up and they had our name written on the chalkboard. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we like, literally what? played like in a classroom. Yeah, yeah. like it was diff- a classroom, and you know some shows are amazing, and then you go play a classroom, and then it it humbles you though, you know. Yeah. Like, you can go play in front of twenty five hundred people at a radio concert in Fargo, and then go play in a classroom for like some like teenagers. And those shows were probably like two or three days apart too. <laughs> like it was like yeah, That's right, like, yeah. So it's, it's such a trip. It's really fun to just say, all right, fuck it. Let's just have some fun, you know? And sometimes those are the best shows when you just like, I don't know, who cares? Yeah. Let's just have fun. Yeah. It's kind of like quarantine. You just make the best of it, you know? Like, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Not much you can well, do about I, it. Just play. So right. you guys have done, you, you did a tour though. Didn't you have, wasn't there like a haunted, I don't know if it was this tour, but there was a spot with like a, there was like a haunted like hayride or like some sort of haunted amusement park or wasn't oh, there geez. something like that on one of the tours yeah was it that one um, i don't know i don't know if it was that tour but it was in atlanta at the masquerade and i don't know if you were with us matt do you remember this at all we went to a haunted this haunted uh it was like a haunted house it was not not like too, a maze like a yeah haunted maze oh, it was it was around so. halloween and yeah it's probably it's probably like the tour after that because i think i remember hearing about it and uh, that sounded pretty awesome, but it was in it was in Georgia, right? Yeah, it was in Georgia, and it was it was probably the craziest one I've ever been in. Like it, it started off where you're just in this room, and these like SWAT officers come in with like legit AR-15s, and like it's going down, and they just rush you through this stuff. And like I honestly, it I feel like I blacked out for half of it. And so like, there's, there's like there there's a lot uh, to 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 touch on because I mean we're all like we're all theme park fans, but Matt has worked at uh, Disneyland and Knotts and you know speaking of mazes like you work, uh, not Scary Farm or so do you work at the park now? Other yeah. Than, like, okay. So uh, yeah, I work there year round, so I um, develop all their video content, so all the content that goes oh, on wow. social media and some commercials and things like that. So. Um, I, honestly, a heavy amount of that is Scary Farm. So uh-huh. Scary Farm brings in multiple millions, millions of dollars each season, and that's kind of the big money maker. Um, so we're working year round on developing that kind of content. So a lot of it's like short horror films, basically. Um, yeah. For each each new maze, each new offering, we're doing um, you know promotional videos for new shows, things like that. So uh, 
it's interesting right now with everything going on because there likely won't be big gatherings. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to have some sort of a semblance of like everyone's favorite season at Knott's. Um, and so I, I actually, without, I can't really go into too much detail, but I just put together a proposal um, for some potential offerings that we can provide our fans. And uh, I think it, the idea is to kind of expand our global reach as well. Cause Knott's is like kind of a household name in the haunt industry. Um, yeah. but I, I think it would be really cool for other people internationally to be able to experience what we do and maybe be inspired by it and start haunts in their area. So, um, the proposal is kind of along those lines. So dude, that's great, man. That's, uh, you see that, that that's crazy because Knott's is kind of like the OG, uh, horror, like they, they kind of invented, the horror maze for, for the modern audiences, you know, and like yeah. it's they were the first ones to do it, uh, in, and definitely in Southern California. But for a long time, it was so Elvira, Weird Al, so many people have like been a part of the history of Scary Farm. And uh, it is like it is a uh, an amazing, I love the, the mazes and stuff, but the the one thing that I think that if they do bring it back is they should definitely have a virus maze because I think people would love that yeah they get a kick out no uh, that probably bad taste. <laughs> well, I mean we we had a, we had virus it starts Z. off in Wuhan <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did we did have virus Z so I, I think you know there might be something there eventually maybe ten years yeah. out yeah yeah oh, because like I don't know about you guys but I really feel like I mean Matt might be biased but like I feel like Knotts is like stepped it up with the scary farm the last couple of years because I loved that zombie maze. Mm. That was amazing where you'd shoot the, the interactive zombies. one. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool one. Yeah, because Universal. Um, I don't know if that's like when you you know someone works at Pepsi and you bring up Coke, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it can be. It can uh, be. But but like people, you know, Universal for a minute was like was doing some some amazing things, but with all that you know movie money and stuff, they can do that. But Knotts, I feel like have really stepped it up. But what I like about it is you guys kind of. It feels like uh, you brought the classic knots back. Like, I mean, mm. even recently, like, because Kingdom of the Dinosaurs and like Berry Tales, all these old school knots uh, things are being like referenced. They're soapbox racers or those yeah. uh, parachute thing, that parachute ride that my dad would scare me on. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know, growing up, did you guys all go to like, what was the first theme park you went to, Mr. Russell? That you remember, oh, man. First theme park, that's a. I, it has to be Disneyland. Um, yeah, because being in Chino Hills wasn't too far, or even when we was living in Whittier, it was right up the way. Um, I do remember like my the first Disneyland memory was when my brother was born, and I think oh, like yeah. my, my dad took me as like, oh, you got a new brother. I don't want, I don't want you being jealous and stuff. And he took me, and uh, it was also the first time I ever went on Space Mountain, and it was oh. during the time where they had the. Uh, I think it was the people mover that would go through the, yeah, little, the yeah. little buckets through Tomorrowland. And I was like, I want to go on that ride. And my dad was like, all right, let's do it. But actually took me to Space Mountain. <laughs> and I was like five and a half, six years old yes. or something. <laughs> and we get in and I just, I'll never forget that just going up. And it was the old school music back in the day and just freaking, just freaking out. Like the most scared I think I'd ever been at that point in my life. But yeah, that was, oh, dude. That was probably the first first theme park for sure, first memory at least. Yeah, that's that's uh, terrifying because like I remember 
Splash Mountain was one of the first ones that like really shook me up because it's like all happy and then you get this violent drop and then it's back to happy. And I didn't go on that until <laughs> I was like 14 again, I think. I think it like it scarred me for a while. But was there was there a ride like that for you, Matt, that like just terrified you as a kid? Yeah, honestly, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up I grew up going to the parks um, or going to Disney, I should say. I just called the parks because it's where I work. But um, yeah, I've been been going there all my life but my mom would take me as like a wee lad and you know every time we'd walk by the haunted mansion it was like ooh, i don't want anything to do with that um and so i i distinctly remember the day where my mom's like you know she just gave me that look like all right do you want to try it today and i was like yeah let's do it you know it's like this <laughs> moment of like overcoming you know the odds or whatever and so i remember going on it and just falling in love with it and so i that's like my favorite ride of of all time oh. so but yeah, I, I would say I, I've been going there since I can even remember. Like, so Disneyland's always been my first love. Oh yeah, dude, and, and it's it's you know all of us I'm pretty sure went to Disneyland uh, early on, and like uh, it just like it stayed it stained in my memory forever. Going on those those rides and like you know the electrical light parade, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because when I went to Disney World. Uh, a couple of years ago, well, I went last year, but I went a couple of years ago, and they had Electrical Light Parade and the Country Bear Jamboree still. Yeah, and I got cho- I got choked up, dude. I felt like it was ninety in the nineties. You know, I like I felt like a kid. And I remember crying while watching these hillbilly bears <laughs> sing about <laughs> sing about yeah. inappropriate things because that ride is definitely it, it definitely works in in Florida still. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's crazy. Did you? Uh, I I know. Um, Anthony, you have a you have a pa- you had a pass right recently, or you still have? A, oh, do we have passes? What's going on? With that? I don't know. <laughs> that is a great question. I do not have the answer. If we still do, but yeah, I've been a pass holder for gosh, I want to say like the past five or six years. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like you know you talk about like early Disney. I definitely went as a kid, but I did not fall in love with it until recently. Like uh-huh. as an adult, I feel like I fell more in love with Disney than I did as a kid. I feel like it's just, I had the right group of friends that really mm-hmm. liked to go mm-hmm. and they kind of brought me into that world. I kind of felt, I didn't really feel a connection to Disney for most of my life in the movies, of course, but like the park, you know, growing up in diamond bar, being a little removed from the orange County scene. And like, you know, it's kind of a luxury to go there. We didn't really go that often. So it really wasn't a big part of my life. But once I was an adult and had money, <laughs> I had, you know, a pass, like I've always had a pass and like, I, yeah, I just fell in love with it as an adult. So it's more of like a social thing to go and like, go have a nice dinner, go have a drink and totally. Yeah. It's more of like an adult theme park to me now. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's also, some people don't understand either that aren't from California. Uh, cause it's like a cultural thing in Southern California. It's a thing to do. And, uh, especially for like young, like, I mean, you could go see suburban legends play or like go there's so <laughs> oh, much man. there's so much to do that you don't you you wouldn't think about but if you live here it's just it, it it's a part of it you can see it on the freeway it's 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 different cuz like disney world or some of the other parks it's like a big feat i mean it's uh it's yeah it's crazy that all of them are closed and i saw something someone like actually flew over the parks that are closed right now Dude, yes. yeah. he went around legoland and all those um I, it's it's weird, but so you said that people were still there up to like two weeks ago, like still like working on something. I, yeah, I'm fairly sure. Um, I, yeah, I think they were doing construction still on some of the new attractions because the idea is that 
you know, I think Disney has to re, like retain that trust with our guests. Um, and yeah. I think that's the thing is, as you know, like Disney, you know, each one of you, it's like this, this wholesome place that you can always rely on. Um, you know, where other theme parks you go to and rides may be kind of sketchy and things like that. <laughs> Disney has done a good job of building that, that safety and that trust. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the idea is that when they reopen that there's going to be new attractions to kind of bring people in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they just, just stopped working recently. They, they furloughed us, uh, when was it like middle of March, something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're pretty smart about it. Um, but knots like knots just furloughed their people and had people still working there because we didn't really know if we start need to start like preparing the haunt season and so mm-hmm. um you know summertime is huge at knots uh and so is um is haunt so i think well, they just shot people and, stuff and too, now right? they're like Ooh, what do we do um but it's it's interesting i actually attribute theme parks to the way i met these two guys because um ash uh the singer of new year's day she we were friends on myspace like back in the day oh yeah and uh and she would always post these photos of her dressed up like a nerd like a you know in halloween costumes and stuff I'm like what like what are you doing <laughs> it's like yeah you know march and you're dressing up like a vampire and so, you know and she's like oh i'm preparing my costume for not scary farm and i had no idea what that was because i i grew up in minneapolis and toronto like in kind of my formative years so when i got um got here people started talking about this not scary farm thing and so she was like you should come out sometime just check it out and so that kind of started the ball rolling and then the next year i was working haunt and then from there she was like oh we play in a band too and met russ and anthony and um so yeah i it's it's kind of crazy how life works like that but theme parks yeah kind of made that happen that's crazy. Which yeah. that's yeah, that that is crazy. And there's, I mean, yeah, Ashley's a huge Disney fan, and um, I remember you guys would start like uh, I forgot what song it was. Was it Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion, right? Yeah, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, Core. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd play an audio clip of Work, the ride. Working, just... working title. Did we call <laughs> it Haunted right. Mansion? Core? Did we call <laughs> it Haunted Mansion Core? I don't think. Did we? Did that end up being the name? How do I not know the name? I don't, I don't even know I don't if it, think it did. I don't no, think it did. Any last words? Was any that the last, one? Yeah, something. Yeah, I think but so. I, 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 I like. I like that, that you remembered Haunted Mansion Core because that's. Yeah. yeah, dude, totally. We were referred yeah. to our sound as Haunted Mansion Core for yeah. for a little while. It just seemed like the best way to describe what New Year's Day sounded like back then. <laughs> that's pretty true. awesome. Yeah, it 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 is like a, yeah. It's crazy how much these uh, theme parks like have to do with. Uh, like especially New Year's Day, but like there's just life and the band, and um, it is gonna be like hard not to cry like a little baby, baby when um, they open up. Like I'm seriously one eating that forty five dollar churro. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be. It's not quite forty five dollars, but uh, can I don't we know, talk about have... how much money we're all saving though? Because that's a big part that's, too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, you know, being a pass holder, and you know, I'm very lucky that I live you know, two miles from the park. I go all the time. Like I am saving so much money. <laughs> oh yeah. By not going. I'm like, this is like going to AA. For- <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Like, I don't even know. Are they charged? Like, cause I have a pass too. They're not charging, right? It's just, do they just stop it or how does uh, they paused it? Right, Matt? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think they paused it. And the people that did get charged for months that they were closed, they just refund them. As far right. as I know. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. It, it's interesting. Like, they are apparently taking reservations for start of June for, like, some of the restaurants. 
What? Yeah, I don't know if they've changed that recently, but um, well, I mean, you can always cancel a reservation. I mean, yeah, it would suck though for people traveling across the country. Like, yeah. oh, I got a reservation. Let's buy plane tickets, and then for them to cancel it, that's kind of unprofessional. But exactly, I think I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they'd maybe open the parks before they open any of the hotels too, because mm. hotels there's so much. Cute, um, yeah like forced contact like if you think about the housekeepers and the right. bellman valet even you know people are pulling up the driveway with their car and it's like right. we're, we're the first people to handle that kind of stuff with their personal items so um i think with rides it'll be easier because you can just wipe them down in between you know the bars and whatever but um yeah it's gonna be different times that is for but sure like, yeah is this what life is like now is this the experience of going to disneyland is you got to wait twice as long so that they can sanitize right. the ride in between people like it already takes 90 minutes to get on <laughs> yeah. you know rise of the resistance <laughs> yeah have, did have you, you guys, have you guys ridden that on... i've been on it yes i Dude. did not get to go oh man that i'm so thankful that i i did because i tried tw I, the first time we went we didn't get on it and that was insane i mean that <laughs> ride it's it's to me, it's like the most—it's the most monumental like ride since like uh, Indiana Jones. Like when we were oh, kids, that's my like that was such a big deal. It was like whoa. And I remember, uh, you know, my aunt waited three hours in line, and we met her in line, and we got to go on Indiana Jones. And this is definitely—I mean, especially now with like the fandom and uh, it being Star Wars, I, I saw people cry <laughs> when I it did. hit. So there's an app that people <laughs> sign up for to uh get on like it gives you a reservation to get on the ride at some point and not everyone's lucky you'll be in this big line at 8 a.m and everyone's looking at their phone and it was kind of eerie i captured it on tape but like every single human being was looking at their phone at 8 a.m to see if they got the reservation <laughs> and we went into starbucks for a second and didn't get it oh. and then um i saw this woman though crying like she was just she you would have thought that she like won a million dollars you know and it, I mean, it shows how much this means to people, but, uh, I mean, I did want to kind of like laugh in her face and, and slap her. No, um, <laughs> no, but because I was jealous, uh, but, uh, I eventually got to go on it the second time and, um, it was crazy cause all day it was all this like tense buildup because the ride kept breaking down and then, or not breaking down, but I don't know what they were doing either way. It uh, they're doing what the government's doing right now to us. No, uh, it, it, stuff is <laughs> happening, and then we we got to go on it like last minute, and that's like it's three rides in one, yeah. and um, that whole uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not one to I'm not going to spoil it for for Russ, but I I think uh, I, you know, I've spoiled it for myself already. Oh, did you watch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, but like I love seeing all the new technology. I mean, that's the one thing about Disney that they a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if they give enough credit for how I mean, I guess they do, but just groundbreaking the technology is like they still can wow us as like adults, you know, that have seen a lot of things, but like they still do stuff with their rides that's amazing cuz Universal yeah. I it's love. 2020. It's the it's we're in yeah. the future. We're yeah. let's face it. Yeah. Like we're in the future right now and like We've seen it all, you know, people our age who are born, you know, 80s or whatever, like we've seen it all. And it's really hard to like fool people. You know, you watch a movie, you know where the things are computer, you know, it's CGI, you know, this is fake. Like we know. When I went on the Millennium Falcon ride, I got completely fooled. Like I wear that badge with pride because 
I love that we've come that far or they can do that. You know, they can still fool a grown adult who knows all the tricks, you know? Yeah. I got into the Millennium Falcon and was completely fooled. Uh, that thing started to take off and I'm like, oh my God, we're actually going outside. Like, <laughs> I didn't know this ride did that. Like, and it took me a second. Obviously I figured it out, but I'm like, got me. You got me, you know, like, yeah, they fooled it's, me. it's, it's amazing. And like, uh, I saw footage, I watched the Mickey, uh, Mickey and Minnie ride, the Mickey ride, the first Mickey ride in oh, Disney yeah. World. And I hear that's coming to Toontown, which is so gr- perfect. Right. Yeah. It's so, I mean, especially with all the gang violence and, uh, <laughs> and, dude, and let's go to Toontown, fool. I know. Back of a train, be man. careful where you colors, man. Don't, yeah, don't go to Toontown after dark. Yeah. No, I love that. The, uh, the slash, like when I went back to Toontown after the fight, I just, I couldn't get enough of that because I saw like how, because Toontown is like 25 years old now and it hasn't had, it's had mainly things taken away from it, not really added That's on. That's true, yeah. So, is it really 25 years old? Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's like 94 I remember when it was brand new. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That Roger Rabbit ride, that was like, that was my jam. That was like one of my, yeah. go- that one and, and the Goofy, was it the Goofy roller coaster that was in there or something? Chippendales. Chippendales. <laughs> was that the one? There was yeah. a roller coaster yeah. that was in Toontown that when it first it's opened. It's 20 seconds long. I can't yeah. even fit in that thing. <laughs> I just I'm surprised you've been dude. able to fit in that. One of my cheeks and that's it. It's uh, <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, but it, it's crazy because like, uh, you know, Toontown, despite all of the... <laughs> <laughs> you know the slash tires and the uh you know um toontown thugs right now but i i i'm excited for that coming to toontown because it's so perfect and like i love star wars i love um a lot of those uh, like a lot of the stuff that they've done has been pretty great lately and um you know i think a mickey ride though because there's something about like thinking about Disney World or Shanghai and especially us that grew up at Disneyland I think one of the most exciting things is like oh there's more Disneyland somewhere and like to have new stuff at Disneyland always feels incredible like oh man there's a new land there's a new ride and so like a Mickey ride is like so it's a it's a classic Disney character like because I always dreamt of like a Lion King ride or some Mm. of those classic movies that don't have rides especially you know at disneyland it's cool that there's a mickey ride coming but i saw that and it blew me away like some of the technology that they're using is so crazy i don't Um, know anything about it but i will say that like the new well ever since disney plus came out they have been able to watch these new like mickey mouse cartoons yeah like they're newly animated and i'm like obsessed with them they're yeah. so dang good wait what is so and little, i don't know short, about this. you know two and a half, oh, you'd three love and it, a half minute little cartoons and like they're brilliant and the animation's amazing and i i think it's just great and is the new ride gonna be based off of this new mickey yeah or is yeah it like okay then i'm even more excited for it because like yeah i can't get it enough it had been open for like two weeks in florida before it oh closed. so this and is so recent video- in florida okay the- yeah, there's video of it, but yeah, man. I mean, just all, I'm excited because it supposedly was coming to Disneyland like in 2022 to, to yeah. Toontown, and it was going to take out that like the store or whatever. Yeah, there's and a I store in the back. It it lines that back, um, kind of the backdrop of the hills. Mm-hmm. So it's just right under that. It goes against that. That's so cool. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And you know, Disney World, of course, is like a tr- the Tron roller coaster was almost done. There was a Ratatouille ride coming. Um, there's nice. just, I say, guys, let's celebrate 
We'll hit up Dave at Circle K and oh, Flagstaff or dude. wherever that was. Heck yeah. And we'll, and we'll go get some cash we'll get back. Some cash back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people that I imitated on the tour that it's just natural. It's just who I, I just have to, especially if they have a very distinct personality like Dave. Hey, so you getting those Doritos? He had a lot of great conversation about Doritos with people. <laughs> hey, so Kathback, Kathback. Isn't that great, though? This is like some random guy that you interacted with at one Random gas station yeah. on tour, and this has become like one of our biggest like inside jokes with each other. Is just like yeah. this guy, oh, and yeah. his voice. Like, what is that guy doing right now? What is he doing exactly. in quarantine? And does right does he know the impact mask. that he yeah. had on us as a group and as friends? Like, no, there's no way. Oh, no, man. I want to thank Dave, and I want to take him to Disneyland. Tell him I don't like Doritos. No, I do like oh, Doritos. Man. Also invented at a uh, Disneyland, right, Matt? Dis- Doritos? Doritos. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds about I'm right. Cu- I'm quizzing you, bro. Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> I like sh- I rip off my shirt. I have like a a weird <laughs> a Dorito like, blood tattoo. Tat- yeah, <laughs> it's like a Mickey tattoo. Yeah, but it's like done in blood. No. Um, did you see they did the the flag raising? Dude, like they oh, did- live streamed the flag raising recently, just to yes. kind of like kind of like bring like hope to cast members and to guests that miss it. And so That's they live cool. broadcasted the flag raising like they typically do on uh, on Main Street, and then Disney World um, live. I don't know if it was live broadcast, but broadcast the whole fireworks show that they usually do. Oh, and cool. I think it's cool. up, it's up to like 5 million views or something in a day. Dude, so nice. obviously there's a lot of people that <laughs> miss it. If there, um, if it wasn't such an expensive thing to do, I'm sure it costs so much money to launch fireworks every night. Yeah. If it didn't cost that much, it would still be nice to like hear it for them to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they that, haven't. It's kind the of fireworks cool. reach miles. Like yeah. growing up Diamond Bar, which was like, I don't know, 20 miles away, like you could hear it every night. Yeah, and it's just kind of soothing to like hear that go off at nine thirty. Like, oh yeah, there's Disney. Oh, there's still yeah. happiness. You know, it's like a little friendly reminder. I feel yeah. like we I know could we, use that right now. We need that right now. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. All those recipes that they're giving away, I'm too lazy to do it, but it's pretty nice. But someone out there, there is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> someone will make a beignet or I'll call, whatever. I'll call Iger. Oh dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what's well, kind of interesting because, like, I mean, not to talk too much about behind the scenes, but like. Bob Iger's basically stepped back into his original role as CEO right. is kind of yeah. what it's looking like. And so um, I, I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical about his timing, which is interesting because he had stepped out like March, you know, as all this was starting to come. How, how, con- how Dude, convenient. I was suspicious. Yeah. yeah. I so, was so suspicious of that. And I'm right now I'm reading his book and he's talking about his deep rooted connections with with Shanghai and that kind of area, which is awesome. Uh, he's been working on that project for I think like 20 years, um, oh, wow. and they finally opened it, so it was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so, so he stepped out right as all this was happening, and then put Bob Chapik into the role. But now it's like, I think Chapik doesn't really know what to do. So Bob's like, "Hey, man, like, do you mind if I step back in here?" And <laughs> yeah, I was smelling like, conspiracies, man. Yeah. I was like, "What are the odds? Yeah. What it's, does yeah. he know? What meeting did he go to where they said, look, dude, you're gonna want to step down right now?' Because yeah, it's gonna but hit the fan. I, I think it was cool that he did that. that oh yeah, like, that he stepped back into it and was like, "Wait a second, I don't want to leave." I you applauded guys that dry. for sure. I'm like, that's just the best thing he could possibly done. Yeah, dude. When when yeah. I'm serious though, when this thing like, when and when everything opens back up, let's all let's all go to Disneyland and let's go on all the rides. Chris Rowe will be there. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we'll hit up Chris. Uh, there's reference to the Ataris <laughs> for all you <laughs> I was Ataris fans. Like, dude, dude. talking Chris Rowe from Chris, the Ataris? You, you okay. Chris, I don't know. You brought up Chris Rowe, and for some reason that triggered another memory about Disneyland in my mind, which Anthony was there recently with me, and it was the first time <laughs> I went on the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, don't remember how exactly, but somehow a friend of a friend of Anthony's knows the singer of Yellow Card, Ryan. And I got to uh, pilot the Millennium Falcon with Ryan from Yellow Card. And I just remember oh, high-fiving shit. him, just like, like like Anthony said, like I thought I was, I, was, I was there. I thought I was actually flying the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, that, I don't know if Chris Rowe reminded me of that for some reason. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. so awesome. Talk about Star Wars fan, though. Like, you know, people who cry when the ride's open, like, Ryan from Yellow Card, obviously, like, just one of the coolest guys ever. I'm so glad we got to, like, spend the day at Disney with him. He's, like, covered in Star Wars tattoos. Like, that day was meant so much to him, you know? And just kind of being a fly on the wall, hanging with him that day was so cool to kind of experience his first time with Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah, at, at at Disney, it was. Really it was like cool. a little. Kid, I, I got man. lucky to like build a lightsaber with him, and like That's all my childhood sick. dreams came true. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, dude, <laughs> it, and and Disney does such a good job, and Universal for the most part, except those three D screens that are lazy, and they're like, oh, here's the new. Uh, it's it's cool, but you know, there's something about Disney that really immerses you in it, and I could see why uh, Ryan or anyone that's like a fan of, especially those movies, would get like. It, it it brings you back to being a kid and being uh, excited and it's there's something very you don't know, sound corny magical about it mm. uh, and <laughs> yeah maybe Castle Park and Riverside uh, can't do the same I mean there's something about oh Disney dude, Castle Scandia. Park <laughs> or Scandia Scandia yeah Scandia. I mean, or or what about the uh, the the Harvest Festival on uh, on Peyton every year oh did you see that, that one, that's Robert? magical too that's magical also <laughs> yeah. uh the thing about uh yeah disney is they really do justice to a lot of those things i mean um the the yeah like paramount parks uh they had a, a italian job ride and it literally has nothing to do with the jason statham movie it just says the italian job and it has like a shitty coaster uh so yeah, yeah. i mean comparing that to rise of the resistance is uh is funny because uh, it's just yeah so well done, uh, but but I wanted to you know I'm glad we could all do this. I'd love to. We gotta have a follow up episode when this is open, and I feel like Matt, you're just gonna guide us into like a magical land. You're just gonna be like, dude, I, don't I, know, I can't. I'd be glad to. Well, let me let me pick your brain. What do you think they do when they reopen? Because I mean, this is the first time they've been closed down for more than a day. Dude, I don't know, man. That's there's so much. Are they going to do like be... a, a Tupac holograph of uh, Walt? Oh, yes. Like at Coachella? Oh, dude. And he walks through the park with you? Yeah, yeah that would be amazing. I mean, honestly, anything. They could do the most half-assed like celebration. Uh, it could literally – just having it open again will make so many people happy. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the Imagineer documentary on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And they talk about when uh, Tokyo was closed because of the tsunami – and they'd show they'd shown those people, and um, you know, to them, like especially that culture, they're not outwardly emotional like that, or like, and they're you know, being at Disney, they can kind of let all of those th- feelings out, and um, you know, they said people were crying and just so happy, and I feel like that's gonna, that's definitely gonna happen um, when when this opens. But yeah, I mean, they could literally do anything. They could reopen. Uh, what's that ride? Crazy. What's the taxi one everyone hated? 
Oh, I mean, it could gosh. just be that open, and I'd be happy. What was that? Superstar Limousine. Superstar Limousine. That? Yeah, er, early California Adventure, just such a bizarre ride. Oh, like, Drew Carey was on that. it, and Jackie Chan. That's right. And they're all they're all now Monsters, Inc. characters. Like, underneath those uh, Monsters, Inc. characters, it's like Drew Carey and Antonio <laughs> Is it Vigares. really? Dude, I, yep. I, don't, I don't know this at all. This Mike Wazowski is Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious! <laughs> like it's that size, though, right? The twins ride. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, I, had a, I had a question though. I, I, you know, with my guests, I like to have fun and uh, kind of have some some theme park quizzes. You know, sometimes I'll have them read some really ridiculous stuff. But I thought I'd give you guys a couple questions, especially you know, because we're all big fans of these theme parks. So uh, let me do some trivia. I'm holding the mic like an obese person. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, no, um, <laughs> which I am technically. You got, God, you got some Dorito on your shirt right six, there. I don't, I don't like the scale that they, the body per, but the BPM, it was like made in 1910 in like England. And they're like, if you're over 90 pounds, you're, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. BMI. Obese. Yeah. BMI, not BPM. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a shitty bike. Something to brag about. I got a BPM, bro. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I live in Rancho, dog. All right, this is. Uh, I like making regional jokes. It's great. Uh, here's okay. This is some trivia. All right, how many turkey legs are sold at Disney rides each year? A, one thousand five hundred. B, two point five million. C, ninety eight million. Or D, one million. So is it one hundred thousand five hundred? Two million, ninety-eight million, or one million turkey legs sold at Disneyland every year. I might have to go with B. Which one? B. The was that two point five million? Yeah. B sounds right, but I'm gonna say C. C. Ninety-eight million. Ninety-eight million. I'm gonna and go this with is Anthony. all Disney parks actually. Oh, all right. Disney parks. Damn it. Oh, that, all. That changes. Yeah, I'm gonna go ninety-eight million. Uh, yeah, Disneyland gets I'm... about forty million guests each year, so I'm gonna say ninety-eight. Oh, wait. No, fudge. I meant Disneyland. I'm sorry. Oh, Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland? Okay, I'm going to stay with, with B. With B, 2.5 2. million. What about you, Matt? I'm still going to stick with the biggest number yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you said 98 million, right, Anthony? I, yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's 2.5 million. Oh. Ah. Oh, man. I, I, Russell's one for one. I'm one for it's one. Very so be- it's very believable, though. Okay, so uh, this is... Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's too Jeez. wow. That's crazy. Those turkey legs are like really delicious. Like I love meat. I love like going to get meat. Like trust me, like I will devour one of those things. But like every time I eat one of those, I want to become a vegetarian. <laughs> There's <laughs> something task. so delicious about it, but also really overwhelming. Or just watching someone else eat one. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of yeah. makes you want to be it's a vegetarian barbaric. too. Yeah. yeah. What about Bengal Bengal barbecue though? Woo. I got some good, oh, Bengal barbecue all day. Oh, we yeah. can talk about like our favorite places to eat for sure. Like that's a oh, whole other episode, Robert. Dude, yes, Bengal barbecue. Beef. Oh god, yes. That doesn't get enough praise. Like there's, if you go there enough, there's like certain things that you'll pick up. That uh, I mean, millions of people go to these places, but there's certain things that kind of don't get the same praise. That is so good. Like, uh, I mean, you're talking about the Roger Rabbit ride. That's still one of my favorite rides. You never see people like posing. I don't really see pictures of it. Like it's almost like a, a forgotten ride. But one of the, my favorite places to eat is uh, 
is the Bengal barbecue. I know. I mean, I know it's busy. Hands but down, my favorite. My absolute favorite. Dude, dude, that beef that takes there. thirty minutes. Uh, where, where's pork it? belly, dude? Where man. is this Pork belly. Yes, it's right across from Indiana Jones. Oh, dude. Oh, okay. And it's just like meat on a skewer. Yeah. They do bacon wrapped asparagus too. Oh, jeez, oh, you guys are making so me hungry. Why can't I Grubhub this? I know. They better give us the recipe for that too. <laughs> Have you guys right. had the new uh, the Taratoga Plaza? I think it's called Taratoga uh-huh. Plaza with the bow buns. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so where Aladdin used to be, or not Aladdin, but like the Aladdin meet and greet, right That's next right. to Jungle Cruise, they opened up a new. I think it's called Taratoga Plaza, and they have bow buns with that that uh, beef bulgogi like stuffed inside, and they have veggie ones. And oh my god, yeah! Oh Once it reopens, god. you gotta try it. It's so good. Oh yeah, so stinking. Let's do this again. Let's just eat the whole time. Yeah, let's just yeah. eat live eating. You know, all this talk is is. Uh, is making me think of uh, singing a song. So I'm going to sing a song. No, I was. I don't know what I was doing right there. Um, <laughs> thank so you for being a friend. A friend, down down the road, and back again. Yeah, don't get me started. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, no, but there's. Uh, I'm actually thinking of doing uh, something for the YouTube and hopefully a Patreon where I, uh, I um, eventually when the parks reopen, I'd like to do VR of the rides and have me do like mystery science theater. 3000 so it's like people riding the rides with me and like my commentary that's so like, awesome you know me and the van or whatever but i'd love to have you guys come with me and uh narrate like we're riding a ride together and i'll set it to some of the videos um but that i thought it'd be kind of a fun way uh you know i'm thinking about it. i'm having my imagineers work on it right now <laughs> that's <laughs> but but yeah, I'll dude. do anything with you, Robert. Yeah, anything. yeah all, sounds awesome, dude. Thank you guys for doing this. I appreciate it so much. And uh, be safe. And we'll all be at a Disney park soon. Sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, Robert.
Sweet, you will bear for me. So sick, he answers me.